from the ICR Conference in Orlando, Florida. It's the Hospitality Hangout Podcast with the restaurant guy and the finance guy. Jimbo, lead us off. I'm going to lead us off. I'm going to welcome you more formally to the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality podcast where the founders at Branded Hospitality Group share their insights and bring innovation and technology and restaurant leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. I'd like to introduce you to my partner, my brother from another mother, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, a.k.a. Schatzy, a.k.a. the restaurant guy. And thank you for that kind intro, Jimbo. Appreciate that. And I got to tell you, we are super excited to be here live in beautiful Orlando at ICR Conference. Playing a drinking game. We say, every time we say the word live, we have to think like, <laughs> I love saying, I just love, live. I love how it sounds, live. Yes. And I got to tell you, it's just great to be here in Orlando. A little storm coming, but nothing we can't handle. We were fortunate to be staying here at the hotel. Haven't left. I remember the first time coming down here at ICR, Jimbo, we had to do the walk of shame. We were down at SeaWorld with Shamu. Yes. And uh, after drinking at the bar, we had to go down, you know, all the way down. I took an Uber down to Shamu and see, you know, but we've made it. We've made it here now. We've, we've come a long way. We've come a long way. So now we're actually on the grounds. And, and I by the way, you, is the cam- camera's only on us, right? I don't know. I don't know where the camera okay. is. In that case, I can't believe. I mean, this is standing room only here yeah. today. And I see yeah, I mean, we, we, I mean really, folks in the back, we so appreciate we will, you guys rallying for the I mean, I guess yeah, round of applause for the crowd. Oh, listen to that. Oh, listen to that crowd. It's no, unbelievable. Really, really, stop, stop, uh, stop, stop. Before stop. we jump into it, I got to do a big shout out to Don, Anton, uh, Tom, Liz, the whole crew at ICR. How good are they? They put an incredible event on. I, I, I mean, they must start putting this on like literally like, like Thursday. Wednesday. Thursday, they start. They, they start putting it on for next year. It's unbelievable. So big shout out to them for hosting us. And Jimmy, I got to tell you, we have an incredible guest with us. We do. Incredible guest. Great looking guest. O- audience is overwhelmed by Yeah, you want to, yes. yeah, no, the audience is going crazy. You can't hear it. You can't hear it on the podcast. You know, they're going crazy. This is, I don't know how many seasons we've done of this podcast, but I have to tell you. It's like 150 something episodes. 150 something episodes. And today we are very excited to introduce and welcome to the podcast for the very first time, our new friend, Mr. James Vitrano, CEO of Sucre. Nice. And we're going to have a good freaking time. Talk about leaders. This guy's a rock star. I mean, look at the guy. Look at the guy. He looks like a rock star. I mean, look at this guy. There you go. I mean, am I right? And, and, and by the way, you know what I just learned? What you just learned? A Tulane guy. Tulane, Tulane law. So, you know, A, he's smart because he went to Tulane. And he's broke. a law guy, so you know he's smart. <laughs> and poor now. He is poor, but he's, but he's a good-looking rock star. And by the way, I mean, the guy's a rock star in our business. Mas- Fat Tuesdays? What's the mascot of the Green Wave? The Green Wave. Green wave. Go green. And I got to okay. tell you, football, I mean, football looking good, right? I mean, football right. looking good. So we had a great, great right. guest. Let's kick Hold it on. off. I want to kick it off. But before we bring oh, before. James, before we bring James in, James is now thinking, Anton, Don, why did you book me with these well, Anton, Anton told me to give James as much shit as possible. Okay, well, here we go. Look, he's a, he's before we kick out. in, yeah, yeah. look, we've done 150 plus episodes, not our first rodeo, but before we actually dive into the meat of this discussion, we have a segment called Trivia Tuesdays, never to be confused with Taco Tuesdays, but the way you play this game is we're going to ask you, the audience, or rather, I'm going to tell you, the audience, and particularly Shatsy, two truths, I prefer to say in an untruth, also known as a lie, two truths and a lie. And the way we play the game is I'm going to give three factoids about our new friend, James, except only two of them are true. And we're going to ask you to figure out which one. This. I'm great. You're very good at this I'm game. But I have to good. tell you, this is a tricky one because ready? Let's do it. Fact one. James has two kids. I don't think he's even Hold married. On. Hold on. Fact two. No, I just met your wife. James yeah. is a crush. Yeah, I, just, I just met his James wife. is a crush on Gail Benson. For those of you who don't know, and I really think you should know, 
Gale is the owner of the Saints and the Pelicans, New Orleans royalty. Fact three, James once took Captain America to a Miami Marlins game. Fact one, James two kids. James two kids. Probably the actor or maybe a stuffy. I don't know. Fact two, James has a crush on Gail Benson. And fact three, James took Captain America to Miami Marlins game. a picture of Gail? What I will say is, stick around to the end. I know it's crowded. Stick around to the end. And we will reveal which one is the truth, two truths, and a lie. Okay, James, finally, we get to bring you in and most importantly, allow you, sir, to take the mic. He's texting Tom, right? He's texting Don right now saying, go. I think he's trying to get a picture of Gail. Okay, there you go. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. James, James, let us us bring you in. Take the lead. Please give us a background, a little intro on yourself, and of course, some information on Sue Grant. Guys, I'm honored to be here. Thanks so much for taking the time. That's, that's a lie. A, that's, that's a lie. We got two truths. We got two lies. Okay. We just sliced out lie one. There I we mean, go. We've known each other for 12 minutes, so <laughs> I reserve the right to come back on this one. Okay. And I think I want to thank Anton and Liz and Jess for letting Yeah, me. probably not. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to back I, off of that. So yeah, guys, I'm, I'm the CEO of Sucre. We bought Sucre in April. Sucre is the original New Orleans patisserie started in 2007. Joel Donis is the founder. He is an offshoot colleague of, uh, and really a visionary, brought the macaron and the patisserie to the South. They ran into some problems in 2019. Friend bought it out of bankruptcy and then really know what to do with it. So we, we bought it, really love it. We'll scale it. We bought two units and a commissary. Think Lauderay, but better. So we're coming for you, Lauderay. Just, just, just nice. ready. Yeah. We are three units now, open the fourth tomorrow, fifth next month, all in New Orleans. We'll Move to Atlanta, Q2, Houston, Q3, Scottsdale, Q4. And it's just a, a it's a high-end, beautiful place with wonderful French desserts. I love it. Go, you we got know, King Cakes going now because happy yeah, carnival to yeah, you, fellas. Oh, happy Fat Tuesday, man. Yeah. It's great. I got to tell you, before we get into it, because we had a lot to get into. There's all the background with you, a lot of history. We got Sucre. You're opening up hundreds of stores. You just said you got 1,400 stores already. Yes. It's unbelievable. Uh, opening your 1,500 store tomorrow. Stores left like and right. Let's go back. Let's take you back. It's, yes. two, it's the year 2000. You're in Louisiana State, right? Louisiana Tech. Oh, yeah. Louisiana Tech. Yeah. And you're, you're thinking politics. I want to be a politician. Maybe I want to be a lawyer. I don't know. I don't know exactly what I want to do. And maybe you want to be a lobbyist. Maybe you want to... Maybe you want to be a lobbyist. Where did you get this? I don't know. I'm just this going deep, with it. Go with it okay? But Yo, then somewhere, somewhere, you're you? like, no, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be a lawyer. Jimmy's like looking at me. What are you talking about? Because I'm going to be a banker. I, <laughs> I, 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 I want to be a lobbyist. I want to be a politic, maybe president, maybe the mayor, something, something. This something. is Fraser Crane moment. He's like, somewhere, somewhere along the way, you went and you're like, no, bagels. Bagels is my jam. I love bagels. Just left some bagels. And yeah, and, and the Einstein Noah restaurant group. Yes. It's, and then it's like, no, it's not bagels. It, it's Ruby Tuesdays. And then, no, it's Salad daiquiris. Bar. It's daiquiris. And, and, and then it's Fat Tuesdays. Yeah. So you go from being, you want to be the governor of Louisiana <laughs> to becoming a restaurant operator. And now you're like the rock star. And yeah. now it's Sucre. How did you get here? Tell us. Louisiana to law school. How did you James, we're listening. Oh, brothers, I appreciate it. Yeah. So About 15 hours. You right? got it. Like, I mean, that's an affordable rate these days, yeah. right? 100%. So law, I take insurance. My parents are public school teachers. And the first thing they told me is I got to figure out a way to make money. And the only person I knew that had any money was a lawyer. He had a sports car and a beach house. And I thought, that guy. Jimmy's half lawyer on his dad's side. There you go. That's one. And by the, half, is I, there a lawyer in the not, house? Not, no I saw lawyer. Andy Pesco. He's there, a lawyer. Right. But he left already. He's like, this thing is starting. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So then, oh, there he is. Okay, sorry. <laughs> front row. I mean, it's very packed. It's packed. You got to understand. You got a great seat. It's really hard to see. He reserved that one earlier. Knows some guys. Knows some guys. I need that front seat. See, yeah. So uh, a private practice for a while, jumped, ironically jumped into the general counsel job of a marine company, knowing nothing about maritime, and got a call from a recruiter to, to learn the publicly traded route. And Einstein, no restaurant group at the time, was just blowing up. A wonderful woman by the name of Rhonda Parrish was my mentor, one of the first lawyers at Walmart, worked with Sam Walton. So I had the opportunity to work with a great team, Jeff O'Neill, who passed a few years ago, a wonderful CEO. And we had, you know, Manny Hilario was our CFO, who's with one group. Oh, yeah, well, so Susan Littensmith was our CMO. Great steak last Yeah, a great job by Steve Manny. Huh? He, he does a lot of things, right? Back in the day, I saw him DJ once too. So yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, he's very talented. Uh, yeah. So great team there. Really worked with Mike Ellis, who's over at Portillo's, the CDO. We took about 600 units to 900 units and built non-traditional, traditional franchising. That's where I learned franchising. And, nice. and, and entrepreneurship, you know, franchising is that gift to capitalism that people who don't have a lot of money can, can really make their own and be, be their own boss. So I fell in love with, with capitalism through the franchising route then. Love. And, and we really did a great job there. That team sold it to JAB and hopped over to Ruby Tuesday as part of a turnaround with JJ, who had popped over from Darden. And we tried to stabilize it, sold it to NRD capital dropping names like crazy yeah, the good, names he's dropping great, great people look the industry I mean, is full of great names. people look at them all in here i mean look i gotta tell you well they're great you said yeah. doing a podcast they show up i they are just out of control uh, right? unbelievable so yeah I, I did ruby for a while you know fought the garden bar and we uh, you know spent some time on a plane i was the head of international so we, for some reason, Sandy thought, you know, Ruby Tuesday needed to be in Iceland and Romania and Guam. And yeah, we, no, we, I heard that. Everybody needs a garden bar. Market. It is Guam. It's big. Yeah, it's big. Oh, Guam's huge. And so then jumped over to Dakris and really had a fun time with the frozen drink. We're all taking that. Well, I've had plenty of those in New Orleans. We appreciate you doing yeah. that. Yeah, we, yeah. We, the company invented it and was able to sell that to the owner. You know, the owner founder, yep. 70 some years old, really realized the dream. He asked me to sell it and Alex and Matt at Garnet Station bought it and now we're doing now we're doing macarons and I'm sitting with you boys. I mean, I this love is, it. Man, yeah, yeah. we are we going downhill. We focus uh, on the early stage space, and we while we have a history and still own a bunch of full service restaurants in New York City, we've fallen in love with the early stage market, particularly emerging tech, innovation, and brands. For us, it's a privilege, and we feel so fortunate to get to work with companies at their youthful stage. You know, there might be forty thousand McDonald's, or there are about forty thousand McDonald's, but. It started with one. Amen. You can, and you could rent that on Netflix to see the story there. But Michael Keaton? Yes. Excellent. But when we, you know, we've been in this industry now for about 30 years. And I think it's one of the most fragmented industries. It's also one of the most democratized. And we have more to do in, in that space. Yeah. And it's also been one that's fairly antiquated and analog. And we're going through a digital almost transformation. As an emerging brand now, and you've given us an early roadmap, Shatsy's numbers aside, and by aside, I mean, wrong. Wrong. but you gave us the numbers. If, if, does, if there's any private equity guys in, that's right. That's, that's the, how, do you, how do you, I know our, off, our audience, how do you, as a, as a truly emerging brand, yeah. how do you leverage tech? Right. There's limitations of what you can do, but there's also, you know, there's a need to engage with your guests, but what is your guys' tech roadmap or what are you guys thinking about? You got it. You're about the food. You're about the people. You're about the experience. And what is your kind of thoughts around tech and how you're going to leverage it for the benefit of your company? It's so interesting, right? Like talking with Seth and Fred LeBlanc the other day, right? I heard a word that didn't exist when I was at Einstein's, right? Tech stack. Tech Everybody's, stack. Nobody said tech stack, Yep. right? 
Like, uh, I don't really know what a tech stack is. If I, had another, stack, if I have another kid, I'll, I'll explain tech stack. I'll explain tech stack to you later. Yeah. I think somebody needs to be nicknamed tech stack. Like, tech stack's where it's at, right? Yeah, that's right. But I think nowadays you have to have it. From our perspective, it's a need to have and a nice to have, but we're an emerging growth brand. So you got to kind of pick and choose where that's at. On our side, we'd really, we're diving into Google Analytics right now, right? That meeting the customer where the customer exists from our standpoint, it's not in the store. There will be no tech in our stores, right? We want you to step back. It's sort of a Nancy Myers experience, right? We want you and your partner or your spouse to come in or your friend and have a nice time sort of away from the world, right? So there'll be no tech in the operational aspect at the store level, but we own our own commissary. We make our own stuff. So where I'd really like to see tech go, aside from the use of it from the marketing side, right? Mm, sure. And the AI customer side engagement. and the customer interaction, yep. right? Which is obvious. From my standpoint, as the guy who, I don't make it, our chef makes it, our team makes it, but I'd love to see the manufacturers of these this equipment lean into tech, mm-hmm. right? So we everything we do is refrigerated, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just the simple aspect of having a, an app where I'm able to, I have to buy an extra device yep. to be able to monitor my temperature, right? So if the, if the manufacturers of these equipment and in the production of it would start leaning into tech on that end, that would really help us. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at Middleby. Middleby, yeah. Middleby. Speak to Case, please. Let's yeah. go. By the way, they are truly one of the leaders. And I, I will tell you from an investment standpoint, while I think the last couple of years we've seen almost an explosion of software, I will tell you that what we're hearing more and more about from operators and some of the largest, including now some of the emerging brands, is the criticality around the connected kitchen, the IoT equipment. And I actually think we're going to see a meaningful CapEx spend. And and, and I was, I'm joking, but Middleby to us are... They are the gold standard in the kitchen equipment. And there's some other very good firms, but they're absolutely thinking about, because they're talking to the customer, their customer, folks like yourself, and they're hearing the criticality, the importance around this. So I think that's a, that, that's a great bit. It, and I think that's a key area for you and so many other operators. I think it's a huge growth opportunity yep. too, right? If I were smarter and got into finance or private equity, that's where I would look as well. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you talk about the nice to have and the need to have. And yeah. I think that's really important when you talk about tech because there's, there is definitely, there's those nice to haves, but it's the need to have. And if you don't get the team to embrace the tech, it's just, you get it and you pay for it. And then no, nobody even uses it. Well, the implementation execution of it is, you know, yeah. op- and it starts at the top. It, it, you have it to believe in it enforce it for sure. Yeah. I just wanted to ask, cause you, there is something to me and I can't wait for, to watch your growth and trajectory, but there's the NOLA kind of brand and, and what's unique. And I think NOLA is one of the, I think it's a, it's a city in, in the country that people kind of smile when they think about it. Obviously, there's a wonderful community and a great food scene. And then you're talking about this kind of European, I'll use the word luxury, but the fact is you're taking a truly loved city and now this European luxury. And is that the marriage kind of between the two that you're going to take forward? As my newest board member, you actually see it right there. Yeah, I mean, look, he's in, he's in, he's in. The finance guy. I love this, I love this. I love it, it worked out in there. The investment's not that. The French know a little something about food. I mean, you know, I mean, the French, I mean. But it's a one, it's a world. It seems to be a very, it's a combination that makes, I think, people kind of lean into it, but it's, I mean, it's your company, we, we, you're doing it. We, we appreciate that. And that's exactly where we'd like to be, right? That fusion, which is really what New Orleans is, right? It's that amalgamation of culture and heritage. And it's like a little city. It is very much so. And we're all pretty much connected, yeah. you know? He, he so told, we do want to yeah. export that, right? Yeah. We want to export that with class, right? On a level, to your point, luxury. You know, I was with Fat Tuesday, New Orleans original daiquiris, right? You got to be careful 
when the name's Fat Tuesday, how you push, you, know, you get chinky on it really quick. Yeah, is that so, politically correct? Yeah, I mean, nowadays, you can't call it a Slim Tuesday, ah, but we, you know, it's a Mardi Tuesday. We just call it Mardi Gras, nobody knows no, the difference, right? Go, yeah. But yeah, you're, you're exactly on it. And so that fine line, and I firmly believe that New Orleans, I'd encourage people in the private equity and banking, like there's an investment opportunity down in the city of New Orleans to export that culinary, cultural, expertise that I think the world can benefit from. Oh, without a doubt. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, you mentioned that you learned franchising and you took Noah's bagels from, I think it was seven stores to 18,000 stores two million, in a matter of two years or something all by like that. It was Amazing. the largest chain in the world, right. which is unbelievable. Right. Everyone is, is, is really excited about that. But I mean, what are you doing? What are the plans with Sucre? I mean, you have three stores and you're opening up more stores. Is, are you going to go franchise model or you haven't thought about that yeah. yet? And, and what is the, I mean, a lot of people always talk about growth and, it, and, and they immediately say franchise, I'm going to franchise. I mean, you know, we tried on the restaurant side, we tried franchise and it just didn't work for us. It's a different business. Yeah. It's a different animal. If you love restaurants and hospitality, it doesn't necessarily mean franchising is the right move for you because it really, it's almost like you become really logistics and operations and you, you know, so it's a very different business, I think. Completely. You know, so yeah, what are you, you guys going to do, right? You know, well, uh, other than our significant injection of capital yes. right there, we're going to open another Rolf, thousand off of this investment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. $250,000 to open our stores. So we're, not we're in. We'll just go left the Amex. I want the points. You got it. I love the Amex. Yeah, yeah. So, if there's one constant in the restaurant industry, it's change. Whether you're a growing brand trying to build cutting-edge experiences for your guests or a national leader with thousands and thousands of stores looking to update your tech stack, well, Toast brings together proven technology, expertise, and innovations you need to drive change and spark growth. That's right. Drive change and spark growth. From front of house to back of house and everything in between, corporate teams franchisees, enterprise brands, mom pops, SMBs, you name it, everyone is loving Toast. With over 100,000 operators using Toast, you know, you know it's the best POS out there. And many more trust Toast to help them stay ahead of the curve and thrive in this changing restaurant world that we love. To learn more about Toast, go to ToastTab.com. That's ToastTab.com. And I got to tell you, you're going to love it. Mention Shatsy, and I think they're going to give you some crazy discount. To answer your question, it's a bit of a soapbox issue for me, right? As a lawyer who learned the restaurant business through franchising and corporate, I think franchising's got a little skewed, right? I, you look at these people who put their own money into it, right? Like nowadays, there's all this push for you to leverage your 401k or your IRA to lend against that for your funding. I think you got to be really careful when you are a franchisee or franchising, because in this day and age of turnover at the corporate level, and if you walk around here, you see a whole bunch of people who used to be a whole bunch of different places. If you're my franchisee and I say, this is the way we're going to go. And then six to nine, 18 months later, group comes in and, and, and you're out and now we're going this way. Yeah. You're riding that wave, right? And very few brands can maintain that wave. So from our standpoint, we want to grow corporately primarily. Mm -hmm. We will roll out our FDD in February. Mm -hmm. Ironically, my wife is our first test franchisee. We opened one location, so she's on one side of it and I'm on the other, so we can see both sides of that. Right. Because it's important. We want to selectively franchise in selective markets who appreciate that luxury brand, that embrace the brand. But, you know, I'm really concerned about the state of franchising mm -hmm. as it pertains to how corporate America from a restaurant industry really focuses on the transition 
of where brands are going and yep. the impact on the individual. So right now you focus on corporate. corporate. Totally corporate, corporate right now. But we'll, 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 franchising comes out well, in we'll February. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are going to like 50, right? 50 units? Uh, yes. Give me New York Miami, right now. Done. I want the territory. Yeah. Just send me the paperwork. Well, I'm done. We'll, yeah. I, I, we'll disclose you tomorrow. Minutes. We'll disclose you tomorrow. I like so many things. I, I, don't, I don't think franchising is magic. I don't think it's poison. It's really about what's the brand, how the brands are embracing franchisees how they're operating. I mean, we've seen incredibly successful models and we've seen fails. And so I won't, I, I agree with you. And I think the idea of going corporate first and really establishing yourself, and then there'll be the opportunity, I think, to work with, if you choose to, some of the, ideally, some of the best franchises around. And there's some tremendous ones. There are. And then there's folks that maybe less so. Despite how much Shatsy and I banter, we actually created a segment called Talking Back. Jillian, Shatsy's wife, named the segment. She likes to talk back. Sorry, Jill. So we're, we're going to ask you, we're going to give you the microphone, not that I have to give it to you, you have your own, but we're going to let you ask us a question or two. Yeah. I like to say nothing's off the table. Right. We're unfiltered, hopefully always direct and professional, respectful folks. But my friend James, the microphone is yours. I keep mind of the uh, timer there, Jimbo. Oh, no. I, I, I think maybe, we should maybe, expand. Maybe one question. I'd like, I'd like to. Okay. I've, so first, let's go personal. Yes. Right? You two together, how long and how? Like, really, how? what's the, like, I've read all the stuff, but like, yeah. how? Like, really, That's how did you meet? I mean, I, truly know, I know Jimmy, if you haven't noticed. I know Jimmy now 30-some-odd years. Yeah, 30-something years. They were approaching the for Like, how? So our, well, so yeah. I went to, eight, in eighth grade, I, I met a best friend. And this gentleman, uh, who's our partner now, but my friend, Dean. It was so sad for Jimmy. He didn't have a friend in eighth grade. I didn't have a friend in eighth grade. Yeah, so, I'm sorry, yeah. I, I said my best friend. I met, I met a friend. Met friend. Um, yeah, you have an eighth friend. <laughs> Dean, and then Dean, Dean, went, nice on, Dean went on to college and met Shatsy. Yeah, yeah. And by the community of property, we both liked Dean. And we decided he and I should get along. I mean, the fact is we never even liked each other, yeah. but we've played nice for Dean. No, so All he, Dean. Dean and I went yeah. to high school together. Shatz and Dean went to college together. We got friendly back in the late 80s and early 90s. I met Dean earlier than that. And then Shatzy got involved with um, one of Dean's. Dean comes from some hospitality royalty. His grandfather was the owner of the Sands Hotel oh, wow. uh, out in Vegas, yeah. at the Vegas Hall of Fame. He's a real estate person, runs a family office, old school real estate group, but a love of hospitality. Started opening restaurants with, with Shatsy. I cut my teeth in the industry, but moved away from it. And I was an, one of their earliest investors. So the three of us, I was the finance guy with no operational responsibilities. And it should stay that way. It will yeah. stay that way. Love that. Shatsy ran the, was a general partner. Jimmy ate the, and drank yes. like every night at yes. the restaurant. Yes. Yeah. But Shatsy's not eating drink for free. It ain't free. I think it's free. It's like riding the bus. I pay and I ride. Like I gave the money. Of course I get this to eat. Drink. But then I'm, and, the and, so well. Dean's, the, Dean's the real estate guy. I'm the finance guy. Shatsy was the restaurant guy. We just don't bring Dean on the podcast because yeah, Dean. he's a little shy. Yeah, Dean. We got to be careful, Dean. Yeah, no, so that's so we've been together for a long time, as you know. All right. Second, wait, second question. Oh, oh, second uh, question. Well, yeah, question. You, no, it's you guys. We'll get, we'll get good, There's nothing important here. Well, second question. Yes, sir. Time here. What's, I got one more follow-up. Go out. What's, yeah, what, what's right with the industry? What's right? Oh, great question. What's right with it? Shatsy, you want it? I mean, what's right about the industry for me is just the, it's, it's, there's no, there's no other industry like it. There's, in, in my opinion, I mean, being in it for 30 years, A, there's a very low asshole factor in hospitality. Well, well, SEC violation. No, no, no. no Podcasters, okay. right. they don't go by those. Right. You can drop that. My guy, why didn't you tell yeah, me that? Yeah, you can do the audience can't, now my, yeah, now my daughter can't watch. But I think it's a very low asshole factor. I think anytime, in my opinion, that, you know, when I went. <laughs> work in, in the restaurants and in our community, our neighborhood, other restaurants, we are always pulling for each other, which is not always in every other industry. 
if I'm out of beer, I go to my neighbor and they'll like, borrow a case of beer, napkins, you know, whatever you need. Everyone is always looking. We've always believed that if, you know, if, if one guy in the, in the neighborhood is doing well, the other guy is going to do well, you know? So I just love the, the community. community. Yeah. And everyone just seems to be generally happy. I mean, it's a tough business, granted, but you know, I think all business is tough, but I just love the, the, the making people happy. When you, when you change the menu or come up with something new and you see people talking about it or you hear about it or you read a review about something you created. Isn't that an amazing connection when the customer comes in and they're like blown away or yep. you get to interact? Yeah, with and it was like your idea yeah. or, or someone on your yeah. team's idea and you're like, wow, it resonates with people. I yeah. knew they would like it. wins. Like, I'll add one, yeah. one thing. That gets me about timing. Well, no, you said the good thing and what do we love about the industry? We did a podcast at a different event. We had, I think, six. We did kind of a quick, like speed podcast. All six... The six CEOs of major brands, all six had started as a frontline, front of house person. Mostly dishwashers for busboys, yeah. I think five of them had been dishwashers before they got to front of house. And when we talked in the beginning about the democratization, and we have more to do, but I have to say that the idea that somebody started in a, as a dishwasher or a server and is now a CEO of some of the household names, I think that's pretty special. And, yeah. and what a wonderful thing about this industry and now I left it because I didn't see the career path for myself, but now I see it for so many people. Yes. And I think it's really, it is the people and it's just the high touch. Our guests, yes. our manufacturing facility, our retail facility, also is the kitchen and the dining room are separated by a wall and now not even a wall. Yeah. And what other industry has that, that kind of relationship? And then the guests who's with us right then, this experiencing experiencing the, what you've created for them. I love that. That's phenomenal. All right, follow up. What's missing or wrong? What's missing or needs to be fixed? Oh, I'll tell you from my perspective, because I'm the finance person, I'm all obsessed with the investment side of this. We launched our platform because I had never seen an emerging market or alternative asset class where so many people were, are familiar with it. Sorry, they believe, yeah. they, they believe they know this industry. It's a false sense of familiarity. Yeah, exactly. They believe they know it because they know how to be a guest. And that workflow is so actually complex. Um, and yet in other industries, they would never opine on research or engineering or, yeah. but in this industry, everyone has an expert. Which, by the way, I'm not complaining. No, no one talks about electric cars and be like, they know. Right, let me tell you how to do this. Yeah, yeah. We don't even call, look, to be fair, we don't call, they don't call them clients or customers. We call them guests. Yes. We want that relationship. But I think one of the things that's wrong is the guests have an expectation that's yeah. almost unmeetable. And, and, and again, it's, it's, a, it's the nature of the beast. Their expectations are the moment they walk in, every step of the way. So that's hard to achieve. And now with the immediacy of feedback, feedback. on, I, I'm up yes. till 2 and 3 a.m. responding yes. to Google reviews, right? So you can get that right in your yep. face. But I think everybody knows how to make a reservation. Everyone has been to a hotel, they've been to a restaurant, they've eaten out. My, most people probably made eggs. They've probably flipped up a couple of burgers on their grill or made a steak. And they just believe they understand the business. Yeah. And that. I mean, I have people all the time come up to me like, you know what you got to do? You know what you, you know what I, like, you don't know anything about this business outside the of eating here. Like, Amen. You know, Here's yeah. my view. We don't have a draft anymore, and I hope we never do. I think everyone in this country should have spent at least six months working in a retail slash consumer-facing, yeah. and maybe even oh, off the Amen. Because we, if, we, we, if they did, totally I agree. tell you, we would create a, a nicer experience. society in general. It'd be better experience oh, yeah. for everyone involved. I agree. Right. It's everyone incredible. It's incredible. Forced to work in and, restaurants. And it's a true... It's a true we're face to face with humanity, right? On the good side and the bad side. Yeah, and sometimes people like the customers treat sometimes the the, the workers, the employees, the right. people so poorly. I agree. And they it's just heartbreaking. don't know what's going on. And that's why we're losing so many people. Yeah.
I mean, respectfully, you can work in an Amazon warehouse, go Amazon, and and not deal with a hot stove or not yeah. deal with an angry customer. You can drive an Uber or, or Lyft. I mean, it's as simple as just being toys. nice just at the end of the day, right? Nice. Yeah. All right, so listen, I got to I got to jump into the spice. The, the, the price is right, Jim, but we got to jump into okay. the spices right because this segment is this is no, absolutely not. Okay. This is unbelievable. It's the it's the spices right. It's our riff on the prices yeah. right, so we don't get sued. We go spices right, spice. okay. I am going to get your buzzers ready, okay? So a little price is right, okay? It's a showcase showdown right now. And I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, the price, okay? And we're in Orlando, so we're going to go a little Disney prices right. Disney, okay? And uh, in Disney World, let's see how well you guys, I know you haven't been to Disney World yet. Ever. Disney World at all? <laughs> I, that leads into no, no, the, no, 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 that yeah, leads, don't, be, don't, don't be, way, don't try be, for don't questions and answers. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, easy. All right, chef, they got, they got the Chef Mickey's Character Breakfast Buffet at Disney's Contemporary Resort buffet. to Buffet. I have been there. It is a fabulous experience. I implore everyone to make sure you take your kids to go over there. Imploring? Without going, yeah, I'm imploring that. Okay. Without going over, can you tell me the closest price to the kids' breakfast buffet, which includes, are you ready? All-you-can-eat breakfast buffet offerings, unlimited kids' mocktails, and, of course, Mickey Mouse, and friends parading around the room, parading around. You got Mickey, you got Goofy, you got all parading around. Your kids are going crazy. Crazy. It's for ages three to nine. Okay. How much does, how much is Disney charging for this buffet for three to nine year olds? Okay. Going against uh, the finance guy. Take, take, take a guess. Without going over. Price right rules. Yeah, it is. It is. Price is right. The entire showcase if you get really close. Do I get a hat or something? Definitely get a hat. Hats, everything. Take a guess. What do you think? I'm going $45. $45. By the way, that's not high that I really am out of the loop. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can't go over. I'm going. I'm going twelve ninety nine. This guy. This is Disney World, Jimbo. Okay, yeah, that's that's like you're that person number. who does a dollar. That's why you're your idea. What goes on in Disney World? Nobody liked you know the what? person. That's my number. Clearly, nobody I mean, liked the person that bid a dollar. Clearly, for twelve ninety nine like, at Disney World. Did anybody like that person that it's bid a, a dollar? All right, all right. Well, listen, you're the guy that bidder. You went over. You win. It's thirty four dollars. You know what? I will. You were so much closer. Disney. I'm available because I'd love a W two now that I own it. Let's take price. We're taking price. We're taking yes, price. I think you were so much closer. I defer. Let's go to uh, Trivia trivia Tuesday, Jimbo. Right. We, gotta, we, we, we get right to All the right. trivia. Yes, we talked about the three factoids, and two are true. One was is, is less than this true. This is tricky. This is tough. Okay, fact one, as we remember, James has two kids. Fact two, James has a crush on Gail Benson, owner of the Saints and the Pelicans. Gail, call me. We got a lot of check to help your stadium's operations. Call I me. I got to you. She's calling me. And, 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 and great brands. And great brands. James great brands. Rush. And James took Captain America. America, tore my Miami Marlins game. Shatsy, do you care to guess? Yeah, I'm going to take a guess. I, I know. I, I, I just, when he looked up Gail, he didn't seem excited. He, 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 he didn't seem excited about okay. that. So I think that. I don't know exactly what he means by he took Captain America to a, my arm, uh, a Marlins game. Yes. I mean, is this like so just somebody dressed up as Captain America? Uh, yeah, are you allowed to ask questions? Yeah, I mean, no, I, no, I no, 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 no. There's no Q&A I, here. I'm, ta- uh, okay. I'm going to say that James does not have a crush on Gail Benz. He's got two kids. He he took Captain America to a Miami Marlins game, and that's my guess. I'm going, I'm going, he does not have two kids. I'm going with yes to Gail, yes to Captain America. I'm going not two kids. Sorry, there, there are too many hands. Yeah, and, sorry, we uh, can't take. This. Anyone, oh my goodness, there's yeah, too many so people to call right. on here. All right, James, what do you got? I love my wife, but I love Cal Benson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
She's a huge fan of the brand. I got to hug her once and I held a little oh, longer. Yeah, I love Gail. Now I need Miss Benson. Well, I said when I saw the picture, I said, oh, I'm not going to let on to you. Already Ms. Ms. Now the question Ms. is whether Ms. I got the second one but right. Miss Benson, can we do something about the team? This yes. Means? We have six kids. You ever taken Captain America to Marvel again? So, because you don't have two, Anthony, you have six. Anthony, you don't have two. You have six. A a Anthony, Mack. they price it right. You're, you could go over the names of all six. Uh, uh, my kids. Yeah, yeah. It's the birthdays that get me. It's the birthday. So I get the month. Dude, yeah. Well, yeah, it makes me nervous, it's right? Like, that's too close. In years, month, like I have to do good. math. All right, you have six. We have six. Two. That's so two. now tell us about Captain America. A a Anthony Mackey, who's the actor that plays Captain America, and I have been relatively. Decent friends that had the chance to take him to a Miami Marlins game, and it was a wonderful experience. Wow. Watch stars walk around; people go crazy. You know, I was just a guy. So everything guy. was true. No, no, no. Two kids. Yes to Gail. Yes to. I'm Captain a lawyer. He has two kids. No, I have six. Yeah, kids. Six kids. Well, you, you can't get rid of four, four, three, four, five, no, six. You can't I, have six without I, two. I only have. Yeah, uh, this is. I mean, right? Okay, By no, the way, right, listen, right. I went on this. Right, one. The price is right. That yes, the price is right. right definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Jimmy, twelve ninety nine. Wait till you take Sylvie to. I mean, don't you ever hear people get like second mortgage on their house to go to Disney? I World? took it they charged me a hundred dollars for the all you can eat buffet, and they would charge my six year old, seven year old, sorry, well, seven year old. They they'd charge them like, hey, it's fifteen bucks. Right, here and we you go. get the here characters too. Yeah, Branded quick fire, okay? This is arguably Best one of the segment. greatest segments in all podcast history. This is my first podcast. This this I'm so Joe excited. Let's do. Let me tell Joe Rogan what he think of his podcast. Because we've got the best segment here. Well, it's the highest rated, highest segment, rated segment, according to Nielsen, yes. is most people. Joe, you're so jealous. He's behind To our podcast yes. every month. Let's go. And what I, the feedback I get is that they love the branded quickfire. Yes. So I'm going to ask you five lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. Think whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Disney or Universal? Oh, God. Me, Disney, Kids Universal. True or false? Yep. The original name of the Orlando Magic NBA team was supposed to be the Orlando Juice. False. That is true. Wow. A contest was held in 1987 to pick the name of the team. The finalists were the Heat, the Tropics, the Juice, and the Magic. Wow. wow. The OJ thing did that wrong. Tropicology. Yeah, hey, hey, this is unbelievable. Novels. Favorite Orlando-born singer. Is it Mr. Justin Timberlake? Britney Spears or Christina Willaura? Well, Britney's from Louisiana, so. <laughs> yeah, well, according to our producer, according to our producer, she spent some time in Orlando. She did. And she they were all on the. They were all on the kid, on Mickey the, kids yeah, thing. Think, so, so here's what Britney's from. So like, Laura's favorite, favorite hey, Disney World. Yes. Disney person that was on the Disney yes. show. JT. Yes. Yes. JT, so, Christina. Yeah, okay. yes, that's better. Christina or you make, you're, you're making me pick between JT, Brittany, and Christina? Yeah. Yeah, this is big. I got to go with Brittany. I mean, I'm a New Orleans. So uh, Brittany's got a lot of right, man. Yeah, I got to I mean, right. I, 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 I see that there's a lot. Of, yeah, I mean, I, I watch it. Wife knows. I watch it. I yeah, watch it. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Favorite television show that's set in Orlando. I hope, I hope we get this right. Okay. Was it Coach? Fresh off the boat or double dare? I'm going coach. Yeah, I don't know what double dare is. Oh, it's fantastic. Is that never heard of it? Never heard. It's that like a kids show where you challenge somebody. Back in the day, yeah, they dump something on you. Yeah, but coach was solid. Yeah, coach was. Wasn't he like the Minnesota head coach, like University of Minnesota or something like that? So was he not from Orlando? It's filmed in Orlando. Yes, yeah. The producer is tricky. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Is that Julie? All right, yeah, Julie's. Yeah, no, she's. Here's the money. Here's the money question. All right, if you were to ride Space Mountain with Jimmy. Or I. Yes. Okay. Who do you think is the first to start screaming like a girl? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. 
Which, streaming, just streaming. streaming. Which streaming. seat? Which seat? I'm, you a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a girl dad. Front seat. When the roller coaster drops, who was the first one to scream? You. You didn't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, you said not to think. Yeah. Oh yeah, that I said, fire. Said, don't think. Bro, you, that you, you think a little bit. You get that like, passion, baby. That's, no, that's, that's that, so yeah. tough. No, yeah. like, oh wait, you're screaming. No, I, I'm screaming right behind you, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right, okay. Hey, hey, over here, hands up, hands down. Great quick fire. Hands up or hands down? Oh, my Basco no. fell asleep over there. Hands by the up. way, I saw that. He's talking. We got to do this right. We got to do this right. We're gonna make it happen. James, we want to thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the podcast, sharing insights, dropping knowledge, and we can't wait to see what you do with Sucre and this brand. And we look forward to being part of this journey. Yeah, I love uh, it. You guys can approach James right after the episode. But I would tell you, please wait, give it up for James. There's more. And there's, there's more. There's still more. No, there's not. The cra- wait, there's no one coming in. Jimmy, come on. Okay, come on. The crowd right. can stay. You can They're finish good. up. You can finish up. All I was going to say is, for those, because not everyone is in the air, this is going to be uh, released on our podcast. For those, are for our listeners, we do want to thank you so much for tuning in. We know that we, we couldn't have had... 150 plus episodes without your continued support and interest in what we're doing. And we just picked up like seven more listeners. Yes. And if you would like to, to our listeners, if you'd like to get in touch with James, we no longer give out uh, cell phones. That was a season one rookie mistake. But if you contact the podcast team, podcast at brandedstrategic.com, we would be happy. And to we could torture you as a guest. We would be happy to connect you with James. Oh, and so that was great. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thank If there's one constant in the restaurant industry, it's change. Whether you're a growing brand trying to build cutting-edge experiences for your guests or a national leader with thousands and thousands of stores looking to update your tech stack, well, Toast brings together proven technology, expertise, and innovations you need to drive change and spark growth. That's right. Drive change and spark growth. From front of house to back of house and everything in between, Corporate teams, franchisees, enterprise brands, mom pops, SMBs, you name it, everyone is loving Toast. With over 100,000 operators using Toast, you know, you know it's the best POS out there. And many more trust Toast to help them stay ahead of the curve and thrive in this changing restaurant world that we love. To learn more about Toast, go to ToastTab.com. That's Toast. Ab.com. And I got to tell you, you're going to love it. Mention Shatsy, and I think they're going to give you some crazy discount.